What's wrong with you people? Welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast. I am unavailable, but you are just about to listen to a conversation between Kyle, non-alcoholic beerman, my co-host, and Aaron Mraz of Guidestones Mission Dignity. But before we do, if you're looking for a strong theological foundation for future ministry service, let me suggest Southwestern Seminary. Many of the speakers we have featured here on this very pod are professors or graduates of Southwestern Seminary and are top-notch sources for theological education. And the best way to experience Swibbits is to attend their spring preview day on April 8th. These are your opportunity to see firsthand all that Southwestern Seminary has to offer. During your visit, you'll get to tour the campus, speak with the faculty, attend panel discussions with fellow students and hear from President Adam Greenway himself, and you will get to experience the unique campus community of Southwestern Seminary. Spring preview day is April 8th, and so we encourage you to register today at swibbits.edu forward slash preview, or if you are interested in undergraduate studies, Texas Baptist College might be right for you, and you can visit texasbaptist.com forward slash preview. Kyle, Aaron, take it away. Aaron, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about yourself and, uh, and how you made your way to, to Guidestone and Mission mm-hmm. Dignity. Well, thank you for having me, Kyle, and I'm um, thankful to be able to be on, on this uh, podcast. Um, I uh, was saved in a Baptist church at the age of six, uh, baptized thereafter, uh, surrendered to the ministry at a Baptist church and when I was uh, 12 years old and began preaching. Immediately afterwards, uh, started vocational ministry when I was 17, uh, then uh, was a, a pastor uh, for 20 years, and then uh, became a professor for six years, and then uh, joined Guidestone as, uh, here in Mission Dignity about four and a half years ago. And it has been the tremendous blessing of my life to be able to uh, to not only get to know our retired ministers and widows, but also uh, just to serve them in this way. It's, it's such a blessing. It really is. Greatest place to work in the Southern Baptist Convention. That's, all right. I, I work for NAM, so I will, I will uh, take your word for it, and, and I will not I will not push back publicly. So <laughs> I'll just say this. We, we are both grateful to work for fantastic entities. That's right. Of That's the right. Baptist Convention. Well, well, Kevin would definitely uh, argue with me about that. So about, uh, but anyway, it's a, it's, it is, it's, it's just a wonderful place for, to be. And, uh, uh, you know, it's the original ministry assignment of Guidestone to uh, take care of the relief of retired ministers and their widows. And so, it's uh, 103 years in the making. Wow. That's incredible. Now talk to us a little bit about how Mission Dignity specifically got started and, mm-hmm. and what the vision was behind that. And then kind of what, you know, a, a, an overview of what y'all do. So, um, so as I mentioned just a few minutes, a few moments ago, uh, the Relief and Annuity Board was founded in 1918 by William Lunsford and Southern Baptist Convention. Uh, George W. Truitt was very instrumental in that, um, formed in 1918, and uh, they were meant to take care of the relief 
and then begin to provide annuity. And so uh, that relief part has always been there. So we are the, the continuation of that relief department after all these years. It's been called different things under the, uh, over the years, but it's definitely uh, been always relief and then annuity. And so, um, so Guidestone has always had those two, uh, two uh, ministry assignments in the Southern Baptist Convention. Uh, it's such a very, very important ministry to take care of our retired ministers and their widows. So we make a commitment to take care of the, the minister and his wife, and then also the widow or the widower until uh, they also pass away. Yeah, that's that's very interesting. So I know most most um, pastors and um, Southern Baptist folks, when they think of Guidestone, they probably think of the the first thing that comes to mind is the annuity board, and yeah. uh, primarily, you know, that's where most of our retirement contributions yes. go. Uh-huh. Uh, but I didn't realize that that it was originally relief as well. I, I didn't realize yes. that was part of the original ministry assignment. Um, yeah, and. Uh, the, the video last year at the Southern Baptist Convention that was shown at the Southern Baptist Convention has pictures of the uh, of two of the first relief uh, recipients in 1919. You know, wow. it started in 1918, had to get some money in order to provide for that relief. Um, John D. Rockefeller was one of the first big donors. He knew George W. Truett. Um, but, uh, it was, it's been around a long time and we've taken care of, uh, thousands upon thousands of Southern Baptist ministers and their widows over the years. Yeah, that's incredible. Now yeah. let's talk about the importance of this ministry, because, you know, a lot of times on social media, folks will decry, um, the, um, lavish living of pastors, right. And you, you see these. <laughs> Uh, pictures that they get circulated of like Joel Osteen's, you know, like mega mansion or whatever. And, and, and there's this maybe misconception in the larger culture that, that pastors just live this life of luxury and are rolling in the dough for years and years. Now, anybody who's been involved in ministry knows that that's not quite Absolutely. accurate um, <laughs> for, for 99.999% of of pastors, right? Definitely, definitely. Um, so the average size church is still about 77 people in the Southern Baptist Convention. It's, all, you know, most of our churches are less than 100 people. Uh, and as you probably know, that's not enough people to really provide a full-time salary for a full-time pastor um, at the level that he needs. Um, most of our churches are still in rural areas. Uh, most of them are not in, in cities and so on. Um, so the, the average pastor still does make, uh, you know, uh, not enough for a, a, a full-time salary. Um, and some people ask me, you know, what, how long is Mission Dignity going to be around? Um, Jesus said the poor will always be among you. And that definitely includes pastors and their widows. So we will always be around. Uh, we will need mission dignity until Jesus comes. Um, and uh, that's just the way it is. I can tell you from being a pastor myself for 20 years, I definitely was not rolling in it, still not rolling in it. 
um, the reality is, is that most of us make uh, probably less than our than a counter than our counterparts and, and less than than the people in our congregations. Um, we're fortunate if we make more, but uh, uh, but that's uh, that's very few people. And so most most of our pastors and their widows are going to retire uh, with, you know, trying to, to, to make a living wage. And uh, depending on how much they're able to put back over the years, uh, the reality is, is that many of our um, of our pastors start late in life. Uh, the average age of the seminarian when I was in seminary was 33 years old. That means that they had a career, then became uh, felt called to ministry, and then went to seminary. Um, and then for the next twenty or thirty years, they're trying to make it, and uh, they're usually in smaller churches that can't provide. And so, mission dignity is going to be there to uh, to sustain them during these times of uh, of, of their declining years. Uh, the average age that somebody seeks us out is about 77 years old. So they usually try and make it, you know, the pastor tries to keep going and keep going until he just can't anymore, which is what we all want. I mean, I pastored and I, I'm sitting there going, man, I, I'd rather, you know, preach my last sermon than walk off and and die off in my office or whatever, you know. <laughs> but, uh, but the reality is, is that that's, that's who we are. And that's really what we're still dealing with today in our in our uh, uh, retired ministers and widows they seek us out about 77 years old and uh, then something catastrophic usually happens um, around 80 and they become rather than a couple a single and so uh, we take care of them until until uh, both pass away yeah, that's great. And you, you touched on something that I think is really important. You know, a, a large part of our audience is, is pastors, but we do have some Absolutely. some lay people who listen as well. And and I think it's important to note that uh, the vast majority of pastors aren't retiring at 63 and yes. moving to Florida and playing golf for, exactly. for the next 30 years. You know, I, in fact, um, I don't know anybody any pastor who's doing that. <laughs> most, so most pastors, like you said, they'll, they, they may hit a point where they retire from full-time ministry. Mm-hmm. But almost everyone that I know is is finding a smaller church where they can continue serving, whether that's in a in a bivocational pastor role or maybe in a, a second or third, uh, you know, a senior adult minister or something like that. They're continuing to serve and continuing to work, as you said, until they just physically can't anymore. Yeah. I mean, literally pouring themselves out um, yeah. for the sake of of the gospel. You know, and. Paul- Paul describes himself as a drink offering being poured yep. out. And man, that's what we are, man. We are, we are, we are a drink offering being poured out. Um, and we are going to give it our all. And this is why mission dignity is so important because those guys and their wives are still serving in some way. They may not be a full-time pastor. Some of them are. Some of them are 80 and 82 years old, still pastoring Mission Dignity, and they're, and they're living on the poverty level, you know, because Mission Dignity, you, are, you have to be either just above poverty level or below poverty level to receive assistance. And, um, and some of them are on that. You know, they're, they're still preaching. They're still pastoring. 
and then but the majority of them uh, 66 percent of our of our recipients are widows meaning that they have lived their lives with their husband working alongside them and now they're teaching sunday school they're playing the piano they're holding little babies there's one lady in uh, mckinney uh she said she said i i I keep the nursery in my small church and uh she said i sing the 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 hymns of the faith to our to our little children as they as they uh come in and so on and i teach them the hymns, hymns of the faith and I hold them and I sing those hymns. I mean, what a great legacy to, to go into the sunset, you know, um, and Mission Dignity helps her to, to continue to, to have dignity in those retirement and declining years. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, um, I think it was a video they showed at the uh, Texas Baptist meeting this year. And, mm-hmm. and one line stuck out from, from this widow and, and the, the simple phrase she used was, I don't have to worry about where my groceries are going to come from. Exactly. Um, and, and man, what a powerful statement, yeah. you know, as you said, yeah. for these, for these folks that have served in churches for years, decades, mm-hmm. and um, for, for her to just simply say, I, I don't have to worry about where my groceries are coming from. That's right. And, you know, the great thing about Mission Dignity is 100% of what anybody gives to Mission Dignity goes directly to them, to our retired ministers and widows. We provide them anywhere between $275 and $750 a month, depending on the level of need and how many years they've served. Plus, we provide them a $400 Christmas check. Plus, we provide them up to $3,000 per calendar year for uh, one-time expenses. You know, it's those one-time expenses that really hurt you. You know, the hearing aids, eyeglasses, dentures, um, you know, home repair, car repair, things like that. And so uh, we're able to provide them you know, uh, enough so that they can live in dignity. And we often hear them talk about that. We often hear that they're so, we, we, we receive about five to seven thank you letters a week. And uh, they really are. They're that type of generation that, that writes thank you letters still and so on. Um, and we're not only uh, receiving those thank you letters here, but also our state convention partners. Uh, we started a 13th check with South Carolina with Arkansas, with Mississippi here recently, that was in Baptist Press. Um, Alabama is also doing a 13th check as well that they're about to be sent out uh, this this coming uh, week. And uh, and we put, you know, here's here's who you can thank. And the amazing thing is, uh, like Sean Parker in Mississippi, he he texted me and he said, "Man, I've gotten so many thank you letters from these people. That's so great to see, you know." Um, you do make a difference when you give to Mission Dignity. You're making a tremendous difference in the lives of those who have gone before us and served all their lives for the gospel's sake and continue to serve in some way. You know, I, I visited a hundred year old recipient um, a couple of years back and she was still teaching Sunday school, you know, uh, just amazing people. Aaron, give us an idea if, if you know, do you know how many recipients there are of, of yeah. Mission Dignity right now? Yeah, so uh, last year we served 1,900 and so, uh, 1,955 households wow. that had 2,550 individuals. So uh, so we we plan on serving at least that many this year. We, we actually think we'll serve about 1,975 households with about 2,600 individuals this year. And um, and like I said, 100 percent of of what people give goes right to the, to them. Yeah. 
Wow, that's incredible. Um, so, I mean, this is a ministry that that flies, I, I would say, somewhat under the radar for most people. Yeah. Like I said, you know, you go to state conventions and you you hear about it, um, but but to know that that this is a ministry where you can be a part of serving twenty five hundred uh, retired and widowed Southern Baptists, mm-hmm. um, and, and, wow. and the interesting thing this past, you know, we we you know, COVID hit our population more than any other population. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the trends that we've been seeing uh, th- from COVID is we've been seeing uh, a lot of widowers. Um, that that wasn't always the case. We saw a lot of widows, but not a lot of widowers. So a lot of our pastors are losing their their lifelong partner, you know. And uh, man, that's a, that's a different story, man. I just can't imagine. You know, uh, they're just yeah. amazing people. And then, of course, you hear stories of of others. Uh, the, there's the 95 year old pastor last year who spent five weeks in the hospital with COVID. And he wrote us a letter, you know, uh, saying, thank you for praying for me during that time. Um, the the valley of death surrounded me, but God wasn't done with me yet. Wow. You know, and uh, he's still teaching Sunday school today. Ninety-eight-year-old uh, widow last year. She also was in COVID. Um, she spent six weeks in the hospital, and I talked with her on the phone, and she said, "She said, you know, they they tried to put me in the grave, but um, but I wasn't going." And she said, "God's not done with me yet." And so uh, it's just great, great group of people, very resilient. Um, they love the Lord genuinely, uh, and they're just uh, sweet, sweet people. And the great thing about it is, as a Southern Baptist, you know, uh, there are all ethnicities. Uh, we have we have uh, African Americans, we have Hispanics, we have Asians, uh, and we have Anglo's. It's just every type of ethnicity that you can imagine. It totally reflects Southern Baptists. Wow, that's that's fantastic, um, Aaron. I'm curious. Do you have you, you've shared several stories here today? Do, do you have a, like a favorite story of, <laughs> of, of one that you've heard of? You know, somebody who was who was helped oh, mission man. dignity. Man, there's so many of them. Um, you know, the one that I that I really like the most um, is is probably uh, one that I wrote a, a story on that was published in Baptist Press last year. Um, Homer and Doris Hansen, um, they, uh, they served for 40 years in South Carolina. I got to visit them uh, just a couple of months back. Um, and um, anyway, they, uh, right before COVID, uh, Homer had to go into uh, the, the assisted living facility uh, he had uh, an amputation and, and, uh, and Doris and him for the first time in 57 years had to sleep apart from each other. Um, and um, of course, COVID hit. They couldn't see each other for a year. Um, couldn't touch each other, hug each other, kiss each other uh, for a year. They had to blow kisses to, to each other through a window. Um, and um, in March of this of uh, last year, they finally got to see each other. And um, and she said, I felt so blessed. I held his hand. I, I hugged him. I kissed him through the mask because that was still the protocol back then. And she said, um, 
And I, and I thought, gosh, I'm so blessed to, to be with him again. And then she uh, went to her post office. She had asked for, uh, for Mission Dignity to help her with some eyeglasses. It had been four years since she had had eyeglasses. And she said, um, there was that check from Mission Dignity. And she said, and I felt doubly blessed. And she said, and I thought about 1 Timothy 5.17, worthy of double honor. And she said, I felt worthy of double honor that day. And I, I had to write a, a story about it. I got to see them this year. Um, they are such a great couple. I mean, just an amazing uh, couple. Um, Homer, I think, witnessed to every single person that came in and, and talked with us during that time. You know, um, such a sweet guy. Uh, she's so sweet, too. She made me a, a, a pie. <laughs> and um, just really, really sweet people. That, that characterizes the, 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 the pastors and widows that, that we serve. Uh, just loving the Lord, loving people, still being a gospel presence wherever they are, even in an assisted living facility we'll uh, we'll be sure to drop the notes uh the, the that article in the show notes so that uh listeners can can find that and and read it because you'll certainly want to um want to read that story and uh probably have a kleenex nearby as you as you do yeah, so um man we so if just about oh, every day you wow. know and and there's the I'm, I can honestly say our staff we only have a we have a staff of, of, of nine people that carry the whole thing and um and it's just uh, we we send emails to each other because it's there's there's so many thank you letters that come in that make you want to cry and uh they really are they're an extraordinary group still serving somehow having the dignity that they deserve because southern baptist individuals and members and their churches and pastors uh, for Mission Dignity Sunday and so on and so forth, give so generously, and hundred uh, percent of what you give goes right through to them. Yeah. Now, but before I before we wrap up, I, I have a, a question for you. So, I uh, know you're, you're telling stories about you said folks come to you. The average age is about seventy seven. Mm-hmm. Um, so, kind of in that fourth quarter of life, um, and, and Mission Dignity is there to help. But, but I'm curious what. Um, what financial advice, if you had like one piece of financial advice to give, say a pastor 40 and under, what would uh-huh. that be? Um, talk with your church about, uh, about providing for retirement. Anything that you can provide is better than nothing. So put back something. Um, you just have to, it, it's, a, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. You're not going to have, you know, a million dollars overnight. Uh, so the best thing to do is put back uh, as 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 much as you can, uh, as long as you can. And if you get to the end of your life and you get to the age of retirement and so on, and you don't have the funds, um, if you're qualifying for mission dignity, we're going to be there. We're not going to let you. We're not going to let you suffer. We're not going to let your family suffer. We're not going to let your wife suffer. We're going to be there for you. And that's the privilege of, of working in Mission Dignity. I do want to say uh, we have a Sunday on the SBC calendar, Mission Dignity Sunday, uh, that anybody can observe. You can order free materials by, uh, by sending MD Sunday to 41444. 
and uh, or going to missiondignity.org. Um, this this year is June 26th, but as I tell Matt Hensley, um, you can celebrate Mission Dignity Sunday any Sunday throughout the year. And if you call us, we'll even help you uh, provide with a with a speaker and so on. So let us know. Awesome. Yeah, so, so for pastors and uh, church members, that's something to look into for sure is, is hosting a Mission Dignity Sunday. Um, beyond that, how can, how can individuals, how can churches get involved yeah. in, in being a part of this ministry? Yeah, so the greatest way, of course, is to, is to give. Uh, missiondignity.org is where you can go to donate. You can also text MD Sunday to 41444. And uh, you can give that way. Um, the we are also uh, needing volunteers. You know, our our recipients love to to see people and love to visit with people. They love to have phone calls. They love to have pen pals and so on and so forth. So give us a holler and we'll we'll hook you up with a recipient. Uh, be happy to to hook you up in some way so that you can be able to to meet their needs uh, in a tangible way. Um, last year, uh, we dispersed over $9 million to our recipients. Um, this year, we plan to disperse about $10 million. Uh, and so 100% of what's given goes directly to them. But there's always that tangible aspect that uh, people like to, to be the hands and feet of Christ beyond just giving money. Um, you can also do a Mission Dignity door drop, which was actually started by one of our donors, um, where you take a, a, a grocery bag over to a, a recipient, let drop a, ring the doorbell, drop it off on their doorstep, and let them know that uh, this is from Mission Dignity, and uh, we love you and appreciate you. Man, they love that. Yeah, yeah. Well, and 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 with twenty five hundred um, individuals, there, there's probably somebody near everyone that's listening to this, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, there's, there's, there's one in every state. Yeah. And so, and they, we even have uh, a few that are overseas. And so, um, yeah, let us know. We we're happy to, to, to provide a name uh, that, that you can be able to, to visit and, and, uh, and meet their need in a, in a different way. Yeah. yeah. One, one final resource that we know about, uh, we had Dr. Hawkins on a, a few months ago, and of course, he talked about the Code Series, uh, yes. which he, he's written um, specifically to help uh, with Mission Dignity. So, so as, we, as we wrap up, tell us just a little bit about the Code Series, kind of some of the books that are available in that, and, yeah. and how, those, how those funds go to Mission Dignity. Oh, man, uh, this is uh, such a great, great uh, ministry from uh, Dr. Hawkins. Dr. Hawkins has been our our, our our largest and most fluential supporter. A hundred percent of the profit of any of those code books go to Mission Dignity. And um, the Joshua Code is probably the most popular one. Um, he's coming out with one almost every six months. And so it's just amazing. Let me encourage you to go to oshawkins.com uh, and he can, he can, uh, hook you up with the code book series. Uh, they're such great devotionals. My wife and I have used them as devotionals as well. And so many people use them as devotionals. And so, um, yeah, it's such a great, great resource. 
and as, since we are just a few weeks out from Easter, if your if your church is looking for something uh, to give out uh, leading up to Easter, uh, mm-hmm. the Easter Code is is part of that series, That's forty right. day devotional uh, leading up to to Easter Sunday, and there's and those, there's time to get those. And those are great for handing out door to door as well. You can do door to door evangelism uh, that way. It's such a great great resource. The Easter Code is, is one of my favorites, actually. <laughs> That's great. Um, well, Aaron, thank you so much for, for joining us today. Uh, tell our listeners one more time, what's what's the website for Mission Dignity where they can go to? It's, uh, it's very simple, missiondignity.org. Okay. And uh, you can, uh, or you can text MD Sunday to 41444. All right. All right. Well, uh, folks, this is a wonderful way to serve um, some heroes uh, who have served Southern Baptist well throughout their lifetime and we can come alongside them uh, as part of the SBC family and and continue to, to minister to them um, and be a blessing to them because they've ministered and been a blessing to so many along the way. Well, thank you for listening today. Uh, and until next time, may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel you declare. God bless y'all. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us today at Not Another Baptist Podcast. We're also grateful for our sponsors, the Christian Standard Bible, who present the truth of God's Word with accuracy and clarity for today's readers, equipping them for lifelong discipleship. It's a Bible you can teach from with confidence and a Bible you can share with your neighbor hearing God's Word for the very first time. The CSB. Accurate. Readable. Shareable. Visit csbible.com for more. What's wrong with you people?